Good morning and welcome and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And uh, let's just go ahead and start off with a word of prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to get into your word. Father, we ask you to just take myself out of the way. Let your true message shine true and just open our hearts and minds to receive it today. Father, we ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, um, let's just go ahead and start right into the word today and then we'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk about. We're going to be in Psalms uh, 127. Accept the Lord built the house that labor in vain, that build it. Accept the Lord that keep the city and the watchman waketh in vain. For vain is you that rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of the sorrows, forgiveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of his womb is his reward. Arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, and so are his children the youth. Happy is a man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So um, today is, is Mother's Day, and as in the past, we expect a, a message upon that. And um, last week we talked about purpose. So we're going to merge the two together and continue on with purpose as we connect the two. Because as I said last week, God has purpose in everything. And uh, so many times we lose track of that purpose. And the society we're living in today has really been blinded about what the purpose of man, of woman, of a mother, of a wife, of a husband, all these different things. And we want they want to blur what that is. Satan whispers his lies. They want to blur what these things are because God has his purpose. He has created everything in a certain way. We have our individual purposes. We have our purposes that are divided up amongst gender. And all these things come together. We talk about a mother, but it's also a wife. That's also a friend. It's all these things that fit together for one common purpose. And we often miss that. In the, the passages we read, we see that children are a reward. If we look at other examples in the word, we see where God will close a womb as punishment. We will see where he will open a womb as a gift. We see that, that Abraham and Sarah, they received a child well into their years, way past the prime of what they should be able to have children, and that was a, a gift. We see this example many times. Children are a gift. You know, with anything that we have that is important to us, that is a gift, that is a blessing, it comes with terms. We have to put something back into it. You can have the nicest house on the best piece of property, 
And that is a blessing. It gives us shelter. It gives us a place to collect our things. It gives us a home. But we have to put something back into it. We have to do maintenance. We have to repair things when they're broken. We have to have the upkeep. Same thing can be said about our automobiles. Even the little things we have in our lives. Even our, our jewelry that are, adorns our body. Eventually you have to clean it to keep it with that sparkle and shine. Anything we have, we have to put something back into. And we're living in a world today of selfishness where we want everything given to us, but we want to put nothing back. We look through the Word of God. We look packed in history. We see how important that a child is. Every man wants an heir, something to be able to have someone to be able to pass down what he's accomplished, to be able to carry on his family name. We see that it is the, the woman, the mother, that's able to, to give that to them, and she is held in high regards for being able to do so. A mother has importance in a child's life. They are the example. They are the a teacher. They are the nurturer. We've talked about the differences between the father and the mother and why God created a family unit so that a child is to have both because they receive different things from each side. The mother, the woman, she is the communicator. She has the deep caringness with the love she has for her children. She has a enduring strength, a passion, a thing that's the only other thing that we can really example to is the kind of love that Jesus has for us. That's the kind of love that a mother has for her child is unwavering. No matter what the child does, no matter how much harm they do, no matter how bad they screw up, their love is unconditional. And that's the way it should be. Children need these things, things that only the mother can provide. God has purpose. And in today's world, we throw purpose away and we look at these things that God has laid out. And the world says that they are, it's wrong. There's a, a movement to push feminism that the family is no longer the focus. For many women now, they choose to abandon the family style in lieu of other things, to pursue career, to pursue other 
selfish motivations. They don't want to have this reward that is children. They want to seek worldly rewards. But nothing is better than what God gives. And when you think that you're receiving something different, that it's better, it's simply just a mask, it's a band-aid, it's an illusion, because nothing is better than God's perfect plan. God's purpose for us is family. And the thing is, we can look at all these things that the world tells us and why these things are bad, but there's no reasoning, there's no logic behind it. What is wrong with being a mother? What is wrong with being a wife? What is wrong with taking care of your family? The world gives the illusion that a woman needs to be independent, that she needs to be free from the bondage of any man. So she wants to go out on her own and make a name for herself in the corporate world. But so many times, you're just trading one thing for another. Because many times, the, the corporation is ran by a man. Where you're just simply a spoke in the wheel. And that you're easily replaced. Whether in the family unit, the mother is not a spoke, but the hub. Which everyone revolves around. The glue and the fabric that holds the things together. It is the base. The man's nature is to go out, to hunt, to conquer, to do, to build. But the driving force that brings him back is that, that hub, that wife, that mother, that is the center, the nucleus of the family. We have so many things that, that want to distort this that says that God's way is not correct. We want to redefine what a family is. But there's no, there's no basis behind it. There's no science. There's no any kind of reality. It's just simply feelings. And we all know that feelings cannot be trusted. Feelings can distort what reality is. Reality is that God has a purpose. We're always looking to the future. How we can we make civilization better? We have to start at the beginning. 
You know, what is is civilization? It's groups of families coming together. It starts with one family unit connecting with another family unit and continuing to connect and grow till establishments are made, till cities are formed. These things are not based on individuals. They're based on families. God created an individual, Adam. He was alone. And God said that that was not good. He gave him a woman. And later that woman became a mother. We see so many things now that we want to let people choose based on their feelings. Alter what God has made. We can't keep going on that way. God tells us to be fruitful, to multiply, fill the earth. We can't do that. We can't follow God's plan. We can't be God's purpose if we are distorting these things. We have to have a basis in our lives. We have to have something concrete. We have to have that stone pillar which we can use as a foundation. And that foundation is only one thing. And that is the Word of God. That is Jesus. Anything else is based on feelings. And feelings are nothing. Anything built on feelings will fall. We need that strong foundation. And that strong foundation is family. God tells us what a mother needs to be. He tells us in Proverbs 31 of what a virtuous woman is. Verse 10 tells us that a virtuous woman is more valuable than rubies. Last week we talked about purpose. We talked about sometimes that we all can't be the leader. We all can't be the one in front, the one that's deemed the hero. But yet there's other positions for us that are not seemingly as important, that don't get the promotion, the, the limelight, you know, like the example of the, the radio holder. And oftentimes, our mothers fall into this category because they don't get the, the recognition. They don't get the limelight. They are the ones that are, are backing the husband up. They are the ones that are propelling the children forward. They work day in, day out, with very little to no thanks. But God sees that. 
But the world tells us that it's not good enough, that we need to be front and center. We all can't be the shining star. We all can't be in charge. We have to have these key people with purpose that make everything run. And that's what our mothers are. That's what the wives are. That's what these virtuous women are. And that's where we fail as individuals, where we don't sing enough praises for these special women. That we don't tell them individually. That we don't tell them thank you. The world tells us that women need to stand out. They need to take charge. They need to be independent. That is not what God says. God says it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for women to be alone. We need each other. We are a team. Come together to become a family unit. And through that, we have these blessings that are children. How can a mother be an example? You know, you ask, what is the most important thing that a mother can do, a father can do? It's to be that example because children are going to learn from their parents more than anybody else. Their mom and their dad is the most influential people in their lives and will remain so as long as they are in their lives. The best thing we can do is be an example. And we don't have to be perfect. Nobody's asking that. We don't have to be exceedingly. What we have to be is, is grounded in the word of God. We have to be able to show what is right and wrong. We have to be able to say we're sorry when we make a mistake and know what the mistakes are and know how to move forward past it. We have to be able to stand up and say, no, this is not what God wants. This is not what his purpose is. And we are not going to follow that because that is what the world says. That is what the masses says. And that is what the majority wants. It's not about gratitude. It's not about being popular. It's about having purpose. There's going to be a time comes when... This world ends. We are going to be called home. And it's not going to matter what man thinks of us. It's not going to be matter how popular we were in the eyes of man. It's going to be what we did for God. And you can have the, the biggest company. You can have the, the most followers. You can be the most popular celebrity. You can have all these things that are grand in the eyes of men. What is God going to say about that? God is concerned with his purpose. 
to further his kingdom here, to increase his family. We are his family. It's common now that we can just end the life through abortion. A woman says, it's my body, it's my choice. I don't know about you, but I've given mine to the Lord. I am His. I serve His purpose, not my own. Not once have you ever said that children are disposable. Not once did he ever say that children are an inconvenience. Not once did he say that we can discard life for the choices that we make. Many years ago, everyone recognized this, that a a child was such a blessing. That this was something special. That meant an heir. That meant a legacy. That meant help. That meant something special. But now it can just be simply thrown away. We have things that are the world that we deem more important. Having a good time, having a career, having all these things that we push the children away. In the name of of making it a better place. The only way we can make a world a better place is to train up our children, to train up godly Children, to let them know that they have a purpose and a place and that God loves them and God wants them to succeed. But if they don't see their importance in your eyes, if they don't see their importance in your heart, then how are they ever going to feel important to themselves? How are they ever going to feel that God finds them important if we don't tell them. If we don't tell them that God loves them, how are they ever going to know? If we don't see, have God in a priority in our lives, how are they ever going to have God in a priority in theirs? That's what happens generation after generation. We start turning further and further away from God. We see families that have less and less God involved in them, and then the next generation has less and less, and then pretty soon, God is nowhere to be seen. We have a duty and a responsibility. If we don't perform the maintenance on our house, our vehicle, we don't take care of these things that are blessings in our lives, they are going to let us down. And our children are no different. If we don't stand up and do what needs to be done for them, 
then they are not going to be at their full potential. We have a duty. Children of the day do not have the same basic skills they did 20, 30, 40 years ago because they are not being taught. Because the household structure is being condemned. We see a woman that takes care of her home and she's put down for it. Because she's, she's not standing up. That she's being beneath men. When we should see a woman that knows how to take care of her family. A woman that loves her family and wants to take care of them. That knows she has a purpose. That knows that she can do things... without it demeaning her person, her character. They talk about gender neutrality. We want this thing where we just blur these lines. God did not intend it that way. We all have strengths and weaknesses, and that's why we come together to let these strengths and weaknesses complement each other. And it's no purpose in it. What is so wrong with Having a family unit. What is so wrong with having love between a man and a woman? What is so wrong with teaching your children biblical values? What is so wrong with a traditional home? You know, we... uh, say that we're evolving and we're making things better and we're improving. But where is the proof in that? Because every generation, things are getting worse. From violence to disease to decline of morality to sin. Generation after generation, it gets worse. The common denominator is a lack of God. We take more and more God out of it. And as we do, we see things start to unravel. We see the the breakdown of things like family and it changes and it's not improving things. We're not going away from God and things are not getting better. Things are getting worse because God has purpose. We're moving away from that purpose and trying to fulfill the purpose of man that is driven by feeling and idealistics that has no foundation. And we're making things worse. Glass ceilings are not getting shattered. There's no real equality. 
It's all illusion. What we do have is, is children that are not being taught. Children that are not being loved. What is so wrong with the purpose that God has given us? God created us and he knows everything about us. He knew that sometimes a woman wasn't going to be able to open a jar. And they need the strength of the man. And they know that the man is sometimes going to lose his temper. And he needs that woman to talk some sense into him. And he knows that them children are going to need both. The ruggedness from one side, the love and compassion from the other. And that's how we make well-rounded people. Anytime that we stray away from, from God, we are moving into struggle. When we move away from something and we fight against it, we're moving into struggle. And a family that's based on non-traditional values, a family that's based on gender neutrality, a family that's based on feminism, that is a family born into struggle. And there's no purpose behind it because all they're going to have is struggle because it goes against God's foundation and God's purpose. God tells us everything we need to know. How to be the virtuous woman. How to be a strong, good husband. How to raise our children. But does anybody take the time to learn? How many hours do we spend in prayer asking God, how can I be better? What do I need to do different? How can I be the man I need to be, the woman I need to be, the father, the mother, the parent? God has these answers for us. It's not found online. It's not found in a book written by man. It's not found on your television set. It's found in God. He has these answers. Now, I know this probably isn't the message that you wanted today. You know, you're expecting to hear a bunch of praise and, and compassion and, and just all the grand things. But the time for that is not now. I look back and I've seen this, what we've done year after year after year. We are in desperate times. The world is in a horrid state and we need to make changes fast we have got to make a turnaround in every aspect of our lives we have got to put god first i remember listening back in 2019 at, at different sermons and and the pastors talking about how grand 
2020 was going to be, how it was going to be a banner year and how it was going to be so successful. And we see there's been nothing but devastation and loss and hysteria and confusion and madness. And people remember that. And we see how wrong that is. I don't want to sit up here and talk about a message that's full of untruths and false hope. I won't, don't want to just make you feel good. I want to have change happen. And to do that, it's not always going to be pleasant. In fact, it's never going to be pleasant. But the truth hurts. And the truth is we have all got to change. We have all got to strengthen our bond with God. We have got to put him first and foremost. We have got to rise up. We have got to be an example. As we be examples as parents, we have to be example to the world of what a true believer is. Not a not a churchgoer, not a, 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 a Christian. We don't need any titles. What we need to be is a true believer in God, a true follower of Jesus Christ. But these things start at home. Start at home. We have to get our own houses in order, our own families in order, before we can be that example. We're thankful for the mothers. They have a grand purpose, a grand God-given purpose. We need to thank them for that. We need to support them in that. And mothers, you have a long line to tow. You have a grand job to do. But God's equipped you with everything that you need to do so. God will give you the strengths in your time of weakness. God has prepared you and will continue to do so as you move forward. But you have to believe, you have to have faith, and you have to rely on him. Follow your purpose.